Hi, I'm Emerson. My name's Shane, and we're with Roman Holiday, and you're listening to Northwest Convergence Zone. Hello, my name is Ben Union, and this is Jared Union, and you're listening to the famous Northwest Convergence Zone. Coming to you from the man cave, deep in the heart of the Puget Sound, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone. Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run! What a run! Marshawn Lynch! Still on his feet! Has blockers now! He's dancing his way for the touchdown! Watch him cut it back, and you're going to see all kinds of people sprinting down the field to help him. He breaks the tackle of Shanley, runs through Sharper, runs through Adele, runs through Jabari Greer. Get off me, he says to Tracy Porter. Look all the way down the field, Hasselback. All the offensive linemen. Are you kidding me? All right, everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show. Big D here with you, as I am each and every week with the cast and crew. That is the Northwest Convergence Zone show, and we're all jacked up this week because everything is well in the Seahawk Nation. Fired up, baby. I want to say hey to Squeeze, the Saint, and Wonder Boy back there. How's it going, guys? They're waving thumbs up. Good stuff, man. Double D, how you doing? I'm really educated after this uh, football game that I watched. <laughs> You saw one of the greatest runs in NFL history, my man. And I say that after seeing lots and lots and lots of football through my And I almost days. missed it because you sent me down to get the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Gimmer, my man. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing excellent. How are you, my friend? I am, I'm on cloud nine, baby. It's fantastic. I'm talking about we were down as a podcast on our uh podcast retreat our sort of get together to where we put together uh the show for the upcoming year and work about work out the bugs and everything we're at the quinault man the quinault casino yep. we got front row seats for the big hot game walked in and got front row front bam. row uh, well you know i called ahead they know who we are <laughs> <laughs> and uh we got clout baby on the coast so we're in there we're there and the, we're uh, we're watching the game you know and just with every it was packed man hawk fans all over Mm -hmm. and uh well everybody saw it i, don't, I didn't see one saint fan i do not have to describe the game everybody saw it everybody knows but i do have to describe the gimma <laughs> first hot game i've seen with the gimmer and uh we're watching the game and just like in spontaneous combustion mode <laughs> something good would happen boom out of the seat he's up running and down up the and aisle. down the aisles <laughs> Hands in the air, slapping high, high fives, kissing babies, hugging yep. ladies, buying yeah. drinks, getting soaked. Was, actually, that was hugging babies and kissing ladies. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, though, man. It was fun to be there. It was an exciting game. And uh, like I said, all is well right now in the Hawk Nation. But how would you like our new opener? 
I love it. These guys put together quite a That's quite the a crew deal. back there, man, putting it together, doing their thing for us. And, uh, you know, on this retreat, we've hammered out a lot of things, and we have a new opener, and we got a new attitude, and we have a new approach to our show. And uh, it's upward and onward and bigger and better in this year, 2011. And I really can't think of a better way to start it. It's, it's mind-blowing how it all just... The past two weeks, actually, you yep. line those up. It's like we're having a, an extended S- S- Seattle Northwest football orgasm here, you know? Sometimes the stars align, things fall into place, and you just happen to be in the right mm-hmm. spot at the right time and as a show. And next weekend, I'm not ready to hop out of bed yet. I'm, I'm, we're going to Chicago. It's going to be cold. It's going to be great, man. I want that Good stuff. I want that, that sexy feeling to continue. <laughs> I, th- I, do, I think everybody does. I don't think anybody doubts these boys now. I think they're on the up, and we'll just see what happens. But hey, dropping 41. On the Saints. 41 on the Saints. At home. With if an they, interception. Yeah. You know, I mean, we kind of gave away a few points there. Not many. I mean, when, when we were down six... I thought, hey, we're still in this. You know, I mean, when Saints drive twice and only come away with six. It was 10, but I won't blame it on you. Yeah, but they had a field goal and then they came down. They didn't score touchdowns on those those drives. Didn't they? No, it was, they scored two field goals to start the game. No, it was 10 nothing. How did they score four points? Was it? Oh, they scored it to, okay. You're probably out. I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I sobered up in the fourth. Sobered up. I was like, hey, this football game was kind of great. This is pretty good, man. No, it was good. But um, on our program today, as we do every month, we have Matt Driscoll from the Weekly Volcano walk in. And uh, he was actually here today. You know, last time he was on the phone. So it was great of him to stop in. And we have a surprise guest on the phone. I don't want to give it away because you got to listen. This guy played for the dogs and the Hawks, baby. This is big. Check this out. The season, the outcome of a Super Bowl berth hangs in the balance. Only a miracle can save the Bears. The Stanford. Gretzky is standing over in the slot. Timeout, Utah. 5.2 seconds left. All right, everybody, it's that time again. It is sports time on the Northwest Convergence Zone show. And, of course, as always, we have Matt Driscoll with us in the studio. Well, last time you were on the phone. That's right. But you're, you're back. We you're back in the fold. In person this and week. And he yeah. is the editor of Weekly Volcano. That's weeklyvolcano.com. Also, uh, heads up the cup check section, which you got to check out every Thursday. That's my must-go-to section. Matt, welcome back in, my man. Thanks for having me. I pre- you're doing my my hype job for me here. Oh, I don't even really. You'll have, have to... plenty of opportunity coming out at the end. I'm yeah, telling you're you, you're doing a heck of a job. We want to get that in because that that that's a that's why we have you here because you write great stuff. Well, yeah, that and you like me. And and we, you of course, I'm a we like you. Guy and, yeah. you know, we have a special guest today. I do know that. I can't believe I, he just was forced to listen to that intro too. Wasn't he? <laughs> he I can't was. believe we did that to him. We, he's an enduring man in yeah. all our hearts, and even more so now that he had to go 
through that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we have a special guest on the, the program with us today. You know, with the with the dogs having a big win in the Holiday Bowl, and of course the the Hawks pulling out that game against the Saints yesterday with the run. Uh, it had us thinking back to some great players that have come through uh, both those programs at the same time, and we came up with what I think is uh, is a great, great choice, and it's really nice of him to come on the program with us, and I think you may best remember him for this play right here. This comeback ever, not through divine intervention, but by the deeds of mortal men. Dave Craig led a pressure-packed march that was finally resolved with a play that Derek Thomas didn't make. And Seattle's quarterback did. Craig's going to operate out of the shotgun from the KC 25. You have to hit a seam here. You've got to find a seam. He's wow. back. Thomas is there. He's looked away from Thomas. Craig back throws it. Get out in the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Seahawks. It is caught in the end zone. The Seahawks are going to win the ballgame as Jansen got it. Unbelievable. The crowd absolutely They're nailed. shocked. Nailed to the seats. They, the they Kansas City Chiefs can't believe it. Paul Scanzi comes up with the catch of his life in traffic. And that's the last play of the game. Unbelievable. And that's our guest today, Mr. Paul Scanzi. Welcome to the program, Paul. Well, it's good to be here, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. No, it's an absolute honor to have you on, sir. And uh, I know right now you're still involved with the NFL. You, uh, you're doing some scouting work for the San Diego Chargers. Why don't you get us caught up on uh, what Paul Scanzi's doing these days? Well, that's correct. And, uh, yep, I've been uh, employed and doing some scouting with San Diego for the last 11 years. And uh, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, a big-time Peninsula High School player, also played for the Dogs, eight years for the Hawks. Now, you also had, was it one year with the Steelers, and then you went up to Canada. Tell us about uh, a little bit about that experience going to Canada. Well, that's correct. Um, the Canadian experience wasn't that great, uh, <laughs> but it was fun. It's, it, I mean, it's a neat, it's a neat, uh, great league, um, and all that. But uh, I was kind of on the tail end of my career. Um, I had uh, one year up there and ended up uh, getting hurt and missing most of the year, missed half of it, and then after that, I thought, well, you know, it's about time to time to retire so I, I gave it up after that and that was with the ottawa R- rough riders correct yep correct and it was a beautiful city what, was it cold up there <laughs> it, it was cold <laughs> it was cold <clears throat> and uh but but you know i mean it worked out well uh, my wife and i were up there at the time and we got a chance to spend some time together you know um, she was pregnant with our first daughter, and I was hurt, and so we just kind of hung out together. Hey, Paul, this is the Gimmer here. Um, i got to ask you straight out of the gate, how are you feeling after that Husky win? Oh, it was, it was great. I mean, it was nice to see the Huskies uh, get to a bowl game for one and then uh, play so well. And I don't think too many people thought that, that they had a chance, but, uh, you know, they played really well. You know, a lot of people might know, not know this out here, but Paul Scanzi played in four bowl games in his University of Washington career. Won three? Won three of them, a Rose Bowl, Aloha Bowl, and the Sun Bowl yes. over uh, our friend Daryl Fortune's <laughs> uh, Texas Longhorns, I must add. And That's Paul right. Scanzi scored a, he scored a touchdown I in that game. I know that. I'm aware, we're well aware of that fact. But, <laughs> so tell us, oh, um, yeah. before we get into the big Seahawk win that went down yesterday, let, let's focus in on the dogs uh, here. Uh, tell us the... 
what it's like to actually make a bowl game what's what's the atmosphere surrounding it for a player uh i know that uh you know as a fan we get all hyped up we have all week to get excited do they isolate you guys do you um you know are you guys busy running around the different parts of the city that the bowl game is in what is it like for a player leading up and then playing in the big bowl game you know i think it might be different depending on you know what your head coach wants you to do uh but Coach James was so good with bowl games. I mean, and he knew how to balance the, you know, preparing for the game and then also uh, having fun at the game. And and we did both. I mean, it was great. We, you know, we'd practice. Uh, we pretty much practiced every day, but it was usually in the morning. We always had some time in the afternoon. I know the two Rose Bowls, we, uh, at that time, we were down there two weeks. So we spent two weeks and, um, you know, we practiced. We uh, had time to go to the beach in the afternoon, had time to do Disneyland. Had to, you know, all the things were, were set up for us, so it was a great experience. Nice. Paul, um, uh, did, you, did you happen to get down there to San Diego for the game? Uh, nope, I did not. I, I actually watched it up here on, on the TV and was uh, cheering like everybody else that are dog fans. <laughs> Very so, nice. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Very nice. Now, uh, going from uh, high school star to college and local boy at the, the big university in our state and then getting to play for basically the hometown team, Seattle Seahawks. What was what was that like? Was that a goal of yours? Were you uh, is that something that you were you were wanting and hoping for, and or was it just like it's just all the stars aligned and came together? Uh, how did you feel about playing for the Seahawks? You know, looking back on it, everything's hindsight. Uh, you know, looking back at my career and how it unfolded, you know, playing football um, couldn't have turned out any better, uh, but. Growing up, um, I just loved athletics in general, and it just so happened that um, you know I played well enough as a as a senior in high school to get a scholarship offer to go there, and um, I didn't have many. And UW was one, and UPS UPS was one. Go dogs! Go dogs! Yes. Dogs. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's perfect timing. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, so he's fired up too. <laughs> uh, you know, so, uh, so I didn't have that many opportunities, um, and uh, and ended up choosing the University of Washington uh, just because uh, I felt that it was a pretty good challenge athletically, and it was a good school to go to. Um, and so, I it worked out where I ended up playing and and. Um, uh, playing early, played as a freshman and and played four years there, and and then come my senior year again, uh, I really didn't have a goal as a freshman to play professional football. I just my goal was always to be the best I could be, you know, with what I have, mm-hmm. my talents, and uh, and then you know as you progress as the years progressed my senior year i got opportunities to uh to get a shot and play in the nfl and that's when i got drafted by pittsburgh 
in the uh, fifth round, and then I felt, okay, you know, this is another door that's opening up, and and I have an opportunity to play at the next level. So I'm going to give it my all and and uh, play to the best of my abilities and uh, see where that goes. And, you know, fortunately, um, I landed in Seattle uh, the next year. Um, it, I wasn't a, it wasn't a great fit for me, apparently, because uh, Pittsburgh let me go. They released me the next year. And Seattle picked me up, and and uh, and there was another receiver that happened to be on that team by the name of Steve Largen <laughs> that uh, you know was a pretty good receiver, and uh, most of their offense kind of ran through him, and uh, he and I are kind of similar similar type receivers. Uh, I'll go about that far, and that's about it, because he's, he's a great one, uh, and I'm just an average one. Uh, you were but, the uh, he, you were the man to go to on the third down. If if it was crunch time, we needed a first down. We were, it was third and whatever. Yep. Scanzi was the man. Well, that you know, and and those are the opportunities that I got, and and took advantage of them once I got them. But uh, but I you know I credit. The system. I credit Steve being there, you know, to prolong my my NFL career, and and I was able to do a lot of the system things that Steve did, and um, so when we were four wide receiver sets, our three, um, we'd run a lot of mirror patterns um, on both both sides, and and I kind of plugged into where he was. So um, yeah, it worked out very well. Can't complain at all. Well, now the Seahawks have come a long way from the days uh, you played for them and uh, had a Super Bowl appearance. And everybody this year, everybody's looking at them sort of uh, mystified, stunned, not sure what to think, uh, kind of with bated breath. But they, you know, squeaked into the playoffs and nobody gave them a shot. On Sunday, not I saw every um, prognosticator on ESPN and Fox talking him down. I saw every line from Vegas had him down by at least two touchdowns and so forth. Saints come marching in. Seahawks put the hammer down. What are your thoughts on the Seahawks right now as they're going to march through the playoffs? What are you seeing? Well, you know that was like almost the perfect storm for Seattle. Um, everybody was against them. You know, they were getting healthy. Um, they're at home. Whenever you can get a game at home, especially in Seattle, with uh, with the type of atmosphere that's there, and I was fortunate enough to be there uh, yesterday, and it was incredible. I mean, the advantage that, that uh, they had um, with the fan base, with the, with the, the noise, um, it makes a difference. With that, um, plus they played probably their best game they played all year, you know, and and they uh, it all came together for them. But you know, from here on out, you know, they travel to Chicago, and uh, it'll be a tough one there. But they've done it before, you know. You never know. That's why you play the game. The NFL is crazy that way. You um, you just never know um, what's going to happen week to week. So. Yeah, Paul. They got a chance. Yeah, absolutely. They they do, and I think it's uh, <clears throat> I, I, it's just it was just amazing to to watch, and it, and also it's 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 
interesting to see the fan base kind of be pumped with with that enthusiasm. And you were mentioning the fans uh, at yesterday's game. And it'd be an interesting guy to ask this question of having played uh, only a year, but in Pittsburgh and, and now working for San Diego. I know, you know, up here, uh, we take a lot of pride. Or I, I'm actually, I'm not even a Seahawks fan. I can't even say that. But they take a lot of pride. In the, in, in the t- this guy's a Bronco yeah, fan. You killed me, Paul, on, on plenty oh, of no. occasions. But... Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just interested to know, uh, you know, fan base wise, uh, just kind of comparisons between Pittsburgh and, and Seattle and, and what kind of because it really seems even from afar that the, the Seahawks in general have a really special uh, relationship with their fan that kind of fans that kind of goes above and beyond what, what, what you see other places. I mean, what's your perspective on that and the relationship between the Seahawks and their fans and, and why it's so I mean, I think it, it's more than just the stadium is built for, for being loud or maybe I'm wrong, but any thoughts? on that you know it's hard to say but it uh it's almost like a blue collar atmosphere um with the fans uh up here and and they connect you know the players connect we we connected in the 80s with them and um i know the players and and whatnot do a lot of community type things with uh with the fans and um but it's just one of those things where if they get fired up and they get a kind of a reputation of of being loud and 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 you know uh, being a help on the you know to the players in the field, uh, then it kind of snowballs. And uh, you know these guys up here are, I mean, in the stadium, you know, it kind of stems back from the King Dome, where uh, a dome stadium it was unbelievably loud in there as a player. And it helps. I mean, it just it's just makes it a lot tougher on the opposing teams coming in. Uh, is it? Uh, do you think it's different up here than it is other places, or is it just is it just uh, is it just we like to have that idea that the twelfth man? Yeah, I mean, because I know they do the twelfth man other places. Obviously, he's played in Pittsburgh, so I mean, they know a little something and played about played in being, lots of stadiums, right? Uh, I mean, is there a difference between the, the the Seattle game experience and when you when you go other places, or is it is it that way in every city in the NFL, at least where they take football really you know, seriously? Everybody likes to say that they're the best. You know, they have the best fans, the best this, that. But uh, um, Pittsburgh had some very, back then it was it was the same type of fan. You know, that hard-nosed, I guess, steel town, tough, uh, you know, if you want to cliche that. But um, the terrible towel, you know, that was uh, initiated <laughs> back then, <laughs> you know, with the Steeler fan. And, and uh it, you know they played in an outdoor stadium where it was cold and 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 whatnot and um but they're they're a good a good group of fans that come come support you you know in all conditions um Seattle kind of has that now um you know up here you know we get the rain we get the the cold rain the um all sorts of elements um and they come out so uh it's been good and everybody obviously you know, even even though their record wasn't that great through the year, they seem to have been a support. You know, whether they're getting on the players or or whether they're happy about <laughs> them, you know, they, so, which is good. You know, which is fine. That's that's all part of being the fans. 
Yep, you have to have the uh, the ups and downs always. Well, Paul, uh, I want to say that uh, we obviously see the dogs going up. We see the Hawks uh, making some noise right here. And I just want to say uh, guys like you who laid the groundwork, who went through the some really good times and some really tough times with both programs, the fact that you, uh, hometown hero, did your thing, somebody we could all root for, we really appreciate that. And again, thank you for coming on the program today. And we're, we don't want to take up all your time so we're going to let you go but hopefully maybe down the road uh we can uh you know check in with you here and there and get your perspective on some things that are going in uh, going on in northwest sports sure no that's fine appreciate it great um, thank you paul and best of luck uh down there with san diego and but don't get too good because uh they were already pretty good oh I they're mean, great man yeah, let's not kid ourselves yeah, yeah gee whiz. <laughs> we're trying we're trying we just need to get over the hump we need you know we, we well, those slow starts are killing. Yeah. Those slow starts. But, uh, you know, as a Bronco oh, yeah. fan, I'm happy to see the slow starts. But uh, <laughs> let's not yeah. even talk well, the Broncos. We'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, with you at the helm, I have no doubt, my man. Thank you, Paul, so much. And we'll be talking to you down the road. Appreciate it. That was that was pretty cool. I mean, I'm not even a Seahawks fan. That was pretty know, cool. That's pretty dang yeah, cool. I, remember, I have goose flesh. <laughs> used to, you remember those uh, posters they used to give at Pietro's Pizza back in the day? Like the oh, Seahawks yeah. player of the week? Yeah. Yes. Paul, I, I had the Paul Scanzi one. I. And again, not even a Seahawk fan, but yeah, how can you not like Paul Scanzi? He's like, one of, he's uh, he's like the, the Brandon Stokely type. Yeah, you know? he's one, like, of the, one of the good guys, one yeah. of the nice guys. There's no question about well, and, it. And and he was right there, you know, learning at the at the elbow of one of the greatest receivers in NFL history. Not just a good Said receiver. He prolonged you know. his career. Uh, yeah, I, I I forgot I was going to ask him how he how he would have felt if he could have played on field turf all those years instead of the hard Kingdom AstroTurf. You know, he, he yeah. might have. Stretched out another four or five years. So Paul Scanzi, man, in the house. Well, he was on the phone, but he was with us. Yep, that is pretty cool. And um, I, I thought, I actually thought uh, when I, when we first called him, he was down in San Diego. Mm-hmm. But no, the guy still lives local. Yep. And I thought that was very cool. We want to thank him for coming on. And of course, Matt Driscoll, as always, we love having the sports section with him. And we'll do it again next month. He's uh, <laughs> be interesting next month because he told us there's a Bambino on the way. Yep. And uh, it's this due date is right around that time. A so little, little Driscoll's going to happen. Yeah, a boy this time. A boy, yeah. So good for them. Congratulations. Driscoll. Congratulations to you. So Driscoll's. Yeah, yeah there's will be four now. Yep. So um, yeah, and uh, I thought it was interesting talking to Paul, his perspective on the Huskies as well, because that was a big, big bowl win, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he's uh, he was a stud at the UW. So big props to him for coming on, and we will check in with him, you know, down the road for sure. Keep that in our pocket. But um, hey, man, that's pretty much it for the uh, end of segment one. Because, I mean, what better can you do? I don't right? know. But, Maybe well, segment two. Segment two, man. We got <laughs> Roman Holiday, Ben Union, and Rebecca Corey coming up. So, you guys, don't go anywhere. I hope you'll check in in segment two. Thanks for being there. We always appreciate it. Well, it's one for the money, two for the show, three to get ready. And I go, can't go, but don't you step on my blue suede shoe. Well, you can do anything but take over my blue suede shoe. You can knock me down, step in my face, slander my name all over the place. We'll do anything that you wanna do, but not, uh, honey, lay off them shoes and don't you step on my blue suede shoes. Well, you can do anything but take me over my blue suede shoes. Let's go, cat. Oh, 
burn my house, steal my car, drink my liquor from an old fruit jar. We'll do anything that you wanna do. But uh, uh, honey, lay off of my shoes and don't you step on my blue suede shoes.